Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Got just $5 on any NFL team to win their game this week. Get $200 in free bets if they do. Simple as that. I'm joined, as always, by Brittany Boyer. Brittany, how are we doing? You know, it's a little bit of a Sunday fun day instead of a Friday fun day, so I'm excited. Going to go to the Cardinals game later. Let's go, Bird Gang. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording this at a... 10 12 a.m. on Sunday, uh, watching some football. Um, feeling feeling good about the day. A weird slate of NFL games. The Cardinals are now 20 point favorites in that game on DraftKings. So if you want to be part of that, go ahead and download that and use that promo code PHNX. We are talking strictly ASU football draft stock today. Um, there's a couple, five, six, seven players that uh, might get drafted early in this upcoming draft, 2022. Some players that can sneak their way into the first round, some players that can sneak their way into the overall draft in general. So um, let's just get right into it. Uh, what, uh, who, do you, who do we want to start with, Britt? You know, I think that the biggest talk of the team this year has honestly been Merlin Robertson and, you know, how quiet he's been compared to his previous season. So I think we should start with him and kind of evaluate where he's at right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you guys have been listening to the pod for a while now, you know, I'm a huge Merlin Stan um, back to when he was the PAC 12 freshman of the year. He had 77 tackles as a true freshman. Um, and it's kind of trended down since then. Uh, 72 as a sophomore um, COVID year doesn't really count. Um, and he's kind of had some struggles this year, especially since that, uh, BYU play where he fumbled, but I, I mean, the talent is still there. He's got an NFL size. Um, I don't know exactly where he's projected to go. Um, if he does decide, um, see the, the biggest thing for me is just his, his athleticism is there, but his speed is lacking. And I think that's where he gets caught out. I think yeah. he'd be more. And we talked about that um, a little yeah. bit this week about how we actually think he might be better as a defensive end instead of yeah. a linebacker um, because of his speed, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Um, I think that some of the key things to look at are his numbers throughout the years and where he's at at this point in the season compared to where he was at um uh, well at the end of other seasons and you can clearly see he's not on the same trajectory he had been on in years past you know you look at his freshman year he had 77 tackles as a true freshman was named the Pac-12 freshman of the year and then um in 2019 as a sophomore he was credited with only eight missed tackles on the entire season um had 72 tackles so a little bit of a drop but still he that's up there I mean two consecutive years of being above 70 tackles in a row. I mean, and then as a sophomore, only eight missed tackles on the season. Um, that's pretty good. Then you look at where the transition into the COVID year happened. And this is not like, I mean, I get it. Merlin went through a ton of stuff off the field that um, all kind of happened around the time COVID really started taking off. And so I think it's easier for people to forget about like everything he went through because his stuff was a little bit while or a little while before, but um you know, we're still kind of in the thick of everything, even though the year, the calendar year might have changed his mental state and what he's working through. He might still be in the middle of that. So I think that's that is something important to take into consideration. You know, everything that um, happened with his father, the tragic death of him, that was um, incredibly 
hard on him, I'm sure. And so, you know, you look at the the 2020 year he had, um, you know, like only 20 tackles in the COVID year, but was credited with no missed tackles. So you, you can look at that and it's like, okay, well, he did have no missed tackles, but you also look into the fact that ASU only had four games, um, you know, that and the game against UCLA was kind of one of those games where nobody really got full preparation because everyone was coming out of having COVID. Um, and then you talk about where he's at at this point in the year. And I think it's relatively um, relatively telling if you look at his freshman and sophomore year especially because he's only at 36 tackles um, at this point in the year, and we're past the midway point. Um, so you, you can tell he clearly hasn't been as, as active this year, because if you were to double that, it would put him at 72. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was what he did as a sophomore. And you would expect for somebody to continue to grow throughout time. Right. And, and increase those numbers. And I, I understand there was a slight dip from his freshman to sophomore year, but you want to see that number get back up with time. And it's just, it's not looking like it's on that same trajectory necessarily. So it's, it's tough. I mean, Shane, I don't know what if you think he has um, a better opportunity if he decides to stay or if he goes. And, you know, I also think something that hasn't really been mentioned yet with Merlin Robertson is uh, what happens with AP. Yeah, for, for me, I think it'd be best suited if he stayed. Um, I, I don't think he I think his draft stock would be falling, if anything. And I think it'd be nice for him to kind of figure out what his true role can be. You know, he played a more traditional middle linebacker role in his earlier years, um, but he's kind of transitioned out of that. And an outside linebacker role, I think, is more suited for a guy like him um, with his size. Um, and yeah, maybe even a defensive end or just edge rusher, plug and play kind of guy. So, I don't know. I mean, clearly the, the the outside linebacker, inside linebacker guy that you look at on this team is Darian Butler, who isn't supposed to be a really high pick. Um, if anything, I haven't seen him on a lot of mock drafts. Um, I see him mentioned in a lot of articles about potential outside linebackers, teams that need potential outside linebackers. Um, but I really think that if he falls to somebody in the late rounds, uh, whoever gets him is going to get a, a stud. So D Darian Butler to me is the, is the clear guy on this team that you look at on the defense mm -hmm. anyway. Um, and he's somebody that you um, actually haven't heard very much. At least I personally haven't heard very much in terms of like him and his intentions or plans following yeah. this season um, in terms of if he's actually thinking of entering the draft or if it's even being talked about by a ton of people, or if it's just being floated out there as an idea and a possibility, but you know, um, he really hasn't answered anything or said anything to that. So it it will be interesting to see what he ends up doing because I personally believe he has the potential if he comes back to be an All-American next year, depending on the cast and crew that come back next year. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, he he's just so NFL ready to me, um, body body wise and mentality wise. He flies around the field. Um, I've compared him to Jamal Adams a couple times, um, different positions, but kind of the same usage. Um, in terms of schemes and everything, you know, he kind of plays everywhere. He's not just a linebacker. He yeah. plays, he, he's pretty good in coverage. Obviously, he's one of the best tacklers in the nation. And uh, when he when he gets on um, a tackle, uh, they're in trouble. He's just so fast. He's so smart. He's really savvy. Um, so I really, I really enjoy watching him play. Um, and it, it'd be fun to see him play on Sundays as well. Yeah, it would. And I think we're going to get that chance. But, um, you know, I think also with the uncertainty of next year, it would be nice to know 
that you have someone who is solid and could be a team leader that would return. Um, and, you know, it all is going to come down to if he feels like what he wanted to accomplish in college is complete or not. Um, and I feel like it kind of comes down to what Herm's been telling the team and what their expectations are for themselves, what their goals are for themselves. And, you know, whether Herm stays or whether Herm goes, I think that uh, his mentality has been clear throughout the years that he's played under him and that that's going to be his thought process in making his decision. So um, I think we're going to have to wait and see uh, in terms of what Darian Butler is going to do. But I think he definitely, like you said, has the potential to play on Sundays. Um, I think he could sneak his way up in the draft and be a higher pick than some people might anticipate. Um, but yeah, he he's definitely going to be, in my opinion, yep. a future league devil that we see well let's let's stay on defense let's talk about uh jack jones um he now he's a little different than some of the other the other two because he really doesn't have an option he's in his red shirt senior senior year because him and chase lucas are both in those situations where they already were a red shirt senior last year but then covid granted them an extra year of eligibility so let's talk about both of them but we'll start with jack jones yeah jack jones he, I, 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 he, he's a really fun college player, um, and he, he's a really smart college player, but I don't know. I, I, he, he's a little bit uh, undersized, obviously, um, at just a five ten one seventy five. As according to the NFL, it's not a huge thing to be like that. I mean, he's not, at least not like five eight, but he needs to put on some weight. Uh, he's a really good tackler, and he makes up with that. Obviously, he said he's a graduate student, so kind of has to come out or he, ha- he does have to come out um mm-hmm. 2019 45 tackles 13 pass de- passes defended three interceptions and a forced fumble um but the stats isn't really where he makes a difference it's it's the intangible stuff it's it's what he does in coverage he, what it's what he does it's what he means to this team mm-hmm. and I, I i would love to see him get his chance and i think he probably will get a chance to play um he's another guy that i don't really see on a lot of um, articles talking about being uh, a top pick, but yeah, but I mean, with those stats that you mentioned back in 2019, he finished the season ninth nationally for passes defended. That's absolutely huge, especially when you talk about his size. I mean, it clearly he wasn't letting that be a disadvantage to him. Mm-hmm. He still was uh, working to make sure he got the positions that he needed to get. Um, and you know, I think that that's where having a coach like Herm Edwards comes into play and as an advantage because you know he talked about leading up to the Stanford game how he pulled all of the uh corners and safeties aside and really talked to them about their positioning in terms of where they needed to be to defend those passes properly especially when you're playing against bigger receivers so you know you have a coach like that who I think helps get the most out of these players and I think it's really worked in favor of Jack Jones so you talk about the intangibles but then you also look at the stats at the same time and he might be one of those players that you could be possibly a little bit questionable about in terms of drafting. But when you look at what he's already overcome in his life and his mentality of just being an absolute dog who is going to work his way to whatever he wants, I think he's going to make his way onto a Sunday roster one way or another, whether it's special teams, no matter what it is, he's going to get his ass on that roster. Yeah, I, 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 reminds I, me of that kind of guy. Yeah, I think he'll 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 be able to 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 play corner in the NFL. Um, he'll probably be a day three pick, five through seven rounds. 
Uh, I do think he gets drafted. I just he's going to need to overcome some things. Um, but but I think he 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 does end up uh, playing a corner role, not necessarily a starter. But I, it'd be it'd be fun to see. Um, so I, I'm excited for him. Stay. Let's stay in the secondary. Let's go to Chase Lucas. Um, also, same situation as Jack Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got to go. <laughs> the really incredible thing about Chase Lucas, I think, has been to see if you've paid attention to Arizona State football, which I'm sure these scouts have, because Chase Lucas um, got to start playing when Nikhil Harry really was hitting his stride as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So everyone was looking at his teammate, who also happened to be his best friend, they came in in the same recruiting class. Nikhil Harry was number one in the state, and Chase Lucas, I want to say, was number three. So, you know, you're getting two of the best players that you're going to get your eyes on. And there was a lot of conversation about Chase Lucas because he had the opportunity to come out as a redshirt freshman. And his opportunity came when Graham pulled somebody else and put him in in the game. And so he got his chance, and he went out and shined. And I think that was a huge story five years ago, six years ago, whenever that happened for him. And he's really been able to build off of it. People who have watched him throughout the years have seen his development on the field, off the field as a player, as a young man, um, you know, just throughout time. And it's really, um, I think it says a lot about him, especially for people who may have been watching him for this long. And I think that this extra year in his case, so long as he's able to stay healthy, I know he's dealing with this concussion issue right now, um, is going to be positive for him and is going to help his draft stock overall. Yeah, I, I I like him just so much as a player and as a person. He's just he's such a such a cool dude. Um, another guy that I like to see, um, but I don't see a lot of on um, a lot of articles or mock drafts or anything um, in the later rounds. I would assume, but yeah, it's, he's six six foot one eighty five, two inches bigger than Jack Jones. Um, plays kind of the same way, really gritty and um, just a little banged up this year, but. I'd like to see what he he's able to do in the second half of this season. Um, I think he'll he'll definitely be able to impact some stuff. Let's go to uh, skill positions. Uh, let's talk about the man himself, Jaden Daniels. Um, what do you see him doing um, after this year? I think a lot of it is going to depend on how he finishes yeah. this year. Um, you know, the rest of this year could end up being really telling because he has only six passing touch or seven passing touchdowns right now, six or seven. Um, and he has three interceptions already on the season, which is the same total of interceptions he had thrown in his entire career leading up to this season. So you have his quarterback percent completion rating, though, and it's at 69%. So he's making these deep passes, but most of the passes aren't in the red zone. They're wide open and ASU has been able to gain a lot of field in that time or mm. in that space, but then they end up just punching the ball in whether he takes it in himself um, or he passes the, or he hands the ball off to a running back like Rashad white or chip trim who takes it in. Um, and that is what helps get the team up. And and I almost wonder if it comes down to, you know, the, the issues with the offensive line that they've been having um, or just what it is. I don't know. But I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be interesting to see what he decides to do. I think if he doesn't have a really great year um, in terms of pads, would be in his best interest to stay. Um, I really don't see Zach Hill, and this is where I might be wrong, but Zach Hill, I don't see him being part of this whole recruiting scandal. Um, I know they're gonna want to talk to him, 
but yeah. in my opinion, he kind of came into the game a little bit late. He wasn't super involved in that stuff, at least on uh, the front that it, it really seemed like he was involved. He seemed like he definitely was more of a hands-off guy when it came to all of that stuff, and it mostly fell on AP. So I think that there is, at least out of all three of, you know, you have Herm as the head coach, you have your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator. I think that Zach Hill has the best chance out of all three of them of being retained and coming back for another season, um, especially if whoever um, ends up taking over as a head coach, whether Herm retires or steps away or um, they fire him, you know, it, it it's going to be interesting. It, I think it's all going to come down to what happens with the coaches. Yeah. With, with Jaden, I mean, the, the biggest concern for NFL scouts is obviously his frame and his size. Uh, just finally passed that 200-pound mark this year. Um, before the season started, he was probably a first, second-round guy. Um, I think he's still there. I think leaning more towards second round. Um, if you Yeah, want to I think him- this year has uh, made him f- – I don't think it's helped him. I don't think it's made him fall, but I don't think it's necessarily helped him. I think people might be looking at him like we still need to see more from him. You know what I'm saying? Like if he really truly wants to be that guy that he has the potential to be, he's got to go out there almost like Justin Herbert at Oregon. Like he needed to stay that final year before entering the draft. And I know a lot of people didn't necessarily like it it was a big deal, but um, I think Jaden Daniels is kind of in the same position. Yeah. uh, Yeah. To, he, to to be a true first round pick for him, I think he's going to need to stay another year. Um, this 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 quarterback draft class isn't great in general, so maybe he he sneaks into the uh, late first round. There's a lot of things that can happen in the NFL in terms of trades, the Sean Watson stuff going around. So more teams might need quarterbacks. You just don't know what the situation is going to be until the year is over. I think he'd probably prefer um, to get. To, to put his name into the draft if he can be a first round pick if he's if he if he can solidify himself as a first round pick I think he goes to the draft um but if not you know with salaries and stuff uh I think he might come back if he's not if he's truly not going to be a first round pick um, yeah because I mean because. especially with the Nil deal like it's not like he's making no money right now yeah. he's got a little bit of income he got a car um mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's not all bad it could be it's definitely better than it was in years past so you know what's the pain and staying at yep. that point if especially if you know that you're not going to be up there like you yep. might as well just stay for another year and just wait it out well let's talk about the man behind him Rashad White who I think has been the best player on this ASU team this year mm-hmm. um, Mel Kuyper had him as the fourth best running back available um, in the 2022 draft I think his stock is only rising I wouldn't be surprised if he snuck into the early second round um, you just see a lot of in the NFL with running backs being drafted in the first round, it's trending down. Uh, and I, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it, it, as bad as it is to say running backs are really replaceable. Um, there's a reason why they only play into their early thirties. Most of the time they just get banged up so much. I mean, the NFL, it's just so hard to have a long career. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I'd be pretty shocked if he was a first round guy. I think he's a talent or I think he's a first round talent. Um, he has all these, all these weapons. I mean, he's a great pass catcher. He's going to be a, if if he gets drafted early and to a good situation, he'd be, he's a, he's a guy you want on your fantasy team. I mean, he's going to catch a lot of passes if you're in PPR. Um, so I I really like uh, his chances to make an impact on an NFL roster immediately. I mean, he's got the size. He's he's super fast. Uh, he's really smart. He, 
that's one thing that you don't get a lot out of NFL running backs uh, or uh, college running backs going into the NFL. You never see um, something on their uh, on their sheet saying on their scouting sheet saying that this guy waits for plays to develop. And that's one thing Rashad White and everybody, every running back on this ASU roster does really well. They and and that has a lot to yes. do with the the offensive line, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but they just wait for everything to develop and he's so smart at zone reads and picking the right holes. And that's something super underrated for um, a, a guy coming into the NFL draft. So I think that helps him a lot, helps him a lot. I, I'd be interested to see what Mel Kuyper thinks of him after the season's over. I think he might move up on that list, but there are a lot of talented running backs that are going to be coming out in this year's draft. Uh, and, and I think he finishes the year uh, strong. He, he's solidified himself as the number one guy on this ASU team. Um, in terms of running backs, you don't see a lot of Engada carries anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and especially with Chip being back, uh, it, it's less of a split backfield and more of a true number one running back in Rashad White. Yeah, and I mean, you look at his stats or so far this year, he's got almost 500 yards, nine touchdowns on 82 carries. Uh, you know, he's, he's doing great this year. Um, I think that depending on the outcome of ASU's season, you know, because there's still the potential for them to go to the Pac-12 championships. And if they win that, to go to the Rose Bowl. This is still a long shot. But let's say that this happens for them and they end up going to the Rose Bowl and Rashad White just absolutely balls out in the Rose Bowl. I think that really, really gives him the opportunity to possibly sneak in to the first round based on how well... Arizona State players have done um, after being drafted in the first round, more specifically Brandon Ayuk. And I know he was a wide receiver, um, but no one really anticipated that he was going to sneak in and be drafted that high. And then he's just been the man for San Francisco. So, you know, I think it will be interesting to see what ends up happening. Yep. Um, All right. Well, before we get out of here um, and getting on to a couple uh, players in the trenches. I just wanted to remind you that this uh, we're sponsored by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. People, um, NFL season's in full swing. I've had a lot of fun betting on these games, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just a uh, it's it's super easy to use. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. And right now, you can use that promo code PHNX, and if you bet just five dollars on an NFL team to win their game, and they do, you get two hundred dollars in free bets. Um, the betting show that I'm on has a people's parlay that you can vote on every week on the DraftKings or on a, on our PHNX uh, Instagram stories. Uh, this week we had five games. Uh, I'm not a fan of what you guys picked, but uh, I took it anyway. We always ride the people. Um, so I'm watching Green Bay right now, kind of struggle in uh, that game. Uh, I think it's seven to seven right now. Um, so, and, and I bet on them in that DraftKings Sportsbook app. But luckily, uh, they, they've they've got a lot of promotions going on, so it's easy to to win your money back on the app. Um, and yeah, it's a it, it's just a fun time. So use that code PHNX get your two hundred dollars in free bets if you place five dollars on an NFL team to win their game, and they do. Twenty one plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call one eight hundred next step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Uh, one person I want to touch on before we go to the offensive line is Tyler Johnson. Um, he's had a he's had a really good year to kind of boost his stock, um, mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he um, snuck into uh, to a to an earlier round than projected. I think I, I think he was projected probably to later rounds in the third day. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a second day guy. Um, yeah, 
little smaller, but he makes up for it in speed and uh, and uh, mentality and intelligence on the football field. And uh, his so whole be, story is so interesting because yeah. he had medically retired and was somehow able yep. to come out of medical retirement following that shoulder injury. And he has just been so dominant. He really has been an X factor, um, especially in uh, some of Herm's earlier years. Um, I want to say especially in like 2020, 2019 even. I feel like he just came out, was able to make some of those plays that nobody really anticipated that he would make. Yeah, he, he, he is just a great story. And, you know, injuries are always a thing you want to stay away from as a NFL scout. But, I mean, another he had a really good year last year, um, and he's obviously shot out of a cannon at the start of this year. Uh, been one of ASU's top disruptors on defense. So um, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Let's get to the offensive line before we get out of here. Um, you got Kellen Deitch, uh, you know, transfer from um, from AM, getting this extra year at ASU. Uh, he was somebody that, you know, the inexperience isn't great cause he didn't play a lot of A&M, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he, he got selected in early rounds, um, after a strong year, um, and a, just a really solid offensive line that kind of boosts everybody's stock on that offensive line. See, I think Henry Haddis has a better chance of going above Kellen Deesh. And I say that because I think Henry Haddis had way more experience, way more playing time, yeah. um, and, and just did a lot more in his time at Stanford that he has to talk about before he joined Arizona state. And I think Henry Haddis has had quite a few, if I'm not mistaken, less penalties called against him for false starts Mm -hmm. um, and holding. And I think that that might ultimately hurt Kellen Deesh a little bit in the draft rankings. Yeah. uh, And then, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, the inexperience is just big. And then the last guy to mention, obviously, Donovan West, um, starter all four years. Um, there's experience there. Center guard, big guy. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked to see him go um, on day two um, in this upcoming draft either. Shane, does this almost make you feel like the 2019 LSU team where, like, the entire core of everyone who does stuff on your team is leaving and you're just like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, this AC team was spoiled with all the people returning from last year. So yeah, you can't really be too mad about it, but yeah. No, I, not I, mad, but just when you think about the future, you're like, sure. yeah, it does um, remind you. uh, it's like, it's like, can you guys, we know you can't come back but we want you to come back. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Any closing thoughts before we get out of here, Britt? Um, you know, big week almost... next week. What? Big week next week. Yeah. Big week next week. It's almost homecoming and Halloween. So make sure that you guys uh, tune in this week. We're going to have a huge week starting off with tomorrow. We will have uh, Marcus Williams who currently works with Sun Devil Athletics and was a member of that 96 Rose Bowl team coming into the studio to join us Tuesday. We're going to have Rodney Cox coming in to join us in the studio and DJ Foster coming in. We have a full lineup for you guys for this homecoming week. It's going to be absolutely great. Make sure you tune in, head over to PH, go PHNX, um, become a member. We have a bunch of really awesome stories on there. The one with the sleeping giant series is I've put a ton of work into it. I know I've been talking about it. I've had quite a few few people who have actually reached out to me and told me that they did subscribe just to read this story and that they really have liked it and appreciated it so far. So for those of you who have reached out to tell me that I appreciate it, it means a lot. And if you enjoy it, like 
these people say that they enjoy it. I hope you decide to also share it with some other people and let them know, hey, these are some issues. We're talking about it. We're getting a conversation started. And let's see if we can brainstorm some ideas to make this better. For sure. Love it. Making a movement, writing a great story. Um, we will be back tomorrow live, as you mentioned, 3.30 every day this week, live 3.30 from the PHNX Sports Studio. Follow me at Shane Deef on Twitter. Follow Brittany at bboyer07. Follow our Sun Devil uh, PHNX page at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Follow PHNX underscore Sports. We're on all social media platforms, including YouTube. Um, give us a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. Helps us out a ton. And we will see you back here tomorrow. Peace.